0: Thank you for coming to Commit Your Code. Today, I'm with Matt Croak, developer, bootcamp grad, and just phenomenal human being all around. I uh, Thank you very much for being here today with me, Matt. I genuinely appreciate you taking this time. And I really want to kind of find out who you are and what you're about. So why don't we start at the beginning? What was life like before tech? What were you doing? And what interests you in the idea of tech?
1: Yeah. Um, well, I did a little bit of web development uh work in college uh, mostly just like html css so that was kind of my first exposure to it and i thought it was cool that like i could make something and like see it online you know when i graduated i didn't get a job in tech because my main study or my main focus sorry was in like video production um so i was a post-production assistant uh on abc on the set of quantico season two and yeah it was it was An interesting experience. I couldn't get as much out of the creativity that I was hoping to get. Like traditionally I had worked, like I would shoot my own footage and edit it. So I could really be inserted in every part of the creative process. Whereas here I wasn't even allowed to like edit anything yet. Um, So, you know, it was mostly getting people coffee and invoicing and stuff like that, Um, which is fine. You know, I know in like many industries, you kind of have to start at more entry level. But, you know, I looked at people who were working above me and they didn't seem to, like, really enjoy what they were doing.
0: Like, what would you say, at least in that position, what would have been like a highlight moment for you? What would have been a low moment for you? And what was the moment where you really said, you know what, this isn't for me?
1: I'd say like a a high moment for that was when I met Priyanka Chopra. I'm not sure if you're uh, familiar with her, but that was like really cool yeah so that was definitely a high moment and then just meeting like other people who had been like on tv and and stuff it was that was definitely cool i guess it wasn't really a there isn't like a specific low point i think it was just after i got to like talk with the editors and the editor's assistants um i kind of was waiting for this like sort of inspirational moment um and i didn't really get that so after i had talked to them i kind of felt like, okay, I, you know, I talked to everybody, I'm not really sure what to do now. So I kind of just went back to my like, you know, day to day, I think it really was when I had like, so it was like 12 hour days, and you can only do so much invoicing and like, coffee getting. Um, So I had a lot of downtime. And that's when I kind of revisited a portfolio that I had worked on in college, like for my own, like, personal website to like, you know, promote videos I'd made and stuff like that. You know and then as like the demand for that site grew i started to learn javascript and i think i don't know i think once i started to get into javascript i started to feel like a bit more legitimate not that people who don't do javascript are illegitimate but like you know it started to feel more like web development like programming rather than just like putting content you know on a web page and stuff so 100%. i think that was the moment where i was like i could see myself doing this
0: I always say, you know, especially the beginners. Like, JavaScript is your very first taste of like a real programming language, as opposed to just HTML and CSS. Like, you're having to think in a new way. So when you're actually getting there, now you're like, oh, this is where the problem solving is coming in. Oh, now I can create a function to do this problem and this solution and follow this set of instructions. That's when it really starts coming together, and you realize, oh, I enjoy this or I don't. What were you using at that time like to learn javascript and and learn more what were you doing
1: Uh I pretty much was just um well I got like introduced to stack overflow um like a while back in in college but I hadn't really used it much so I kind of got reintroduced to that when I was starting to learn javascript Yeah and then just like you know w3 school stuff like that tutorials on youtube and then yeah that's that's kind of when I came across uh, the curriculum for Flatiron. Um, so I able, I was able to like dabble with that a little bit. So.
0: so that leads to my next question. What was your path in tech? Like what way did you go to further your education and try to break in the industry?
1: I enrolled in Flatiron's software engineering immersive. Um, I think like July, 2017. Yeah. So I enrolled in that and I was kind of like, all right, if I'm in a really try to do this as a career. I should, you know, really try to do this boot camp because not only do they teach you a lot of valuable skills, but their business development or their career development uh, services were also pretty notable. Yeah. And I was able to speak to alumni and stuff and like get their perspective. And it seemed like a pretty good option for me uh, in terms of becoming like a professional developer.
0: And what appealed to you about Flatiron Schools as opposed to self-taught route or maybe just going to a meetup and learning something what about the school attracted you
1: um really it just seemed like a very efficient process like the the initial lessons that i went through i liked how it was structured and i liked you know the uh like audio explanations and stuff like that from avi and i don't know i, I just felt like it was a very conducive environment to like someone who's a first-time learner because, you know, you, you can be self-taught, and I was kind of doing that initially. But I, I did, you know, I, I still found that I was moving a little slower than I wanted to. And so I thought, you know, if I can get through Flatiron, this can really, like, kickstart my, my actual, like, career search. So
0: I could totally see that. I know sometimes, even for me, when I'm learning something on my own, my speed definitely increases Want to have someone with expertise or knowledge kind of guide them away. So that totally makes sense. So you enroll in Flatiron. How does it go for you from the get go? Like, what are you learning? What are you picking up on? Like, how's it going for you?
1: They started us off. So it was five modules. The first module was Ruby. Module two was Ruby on Rails. Then it was JavaScript, React. And then the last module was like our final full stack application. Um, so the first module i like not like i did fail um because i was kind of still stuck in the uh more associative mindset that i think i i had in college where like you could kind of you know cram for like a test and stuff um uh and that didn't work here because it, it involved a lot more problem solving and i couldn't just like memorize you know specific you know Java or um like ruby functions and stuff like that or ruby methods i should say um you know so that was a bit of a rude awakening um but yeah and i i really went through a period of doubt thinking like you know like imposter syndrome is like real and i was like this is maybe not the right thing for me to do maybe i should go back to post-production or you know maybe i should try to get as much money back as i can um and my cousin was really Helpful with me. He was really encouraging because he was doing dev boot camp at the time. Um, and he was actually living with me, my mom, and my sister in Brooklyn because um, both of our classes were in New York City. And, you know, he was like, you know, dude, we've been doing like this pre work like all summer. You know, we've been like putting in like, you know, 10, 12 hours a day learning this. Like, you know, you should really just give it one more shot. Like, don't, you know, don't throw in the towel just yet, as cliched as that sounds. Um, but it really paid off you know that's when I really was able to develop a new way of learning that was a lot more applicable I think Um, and it really became more like problem solving as opposed to like associating different things um, with problems at hand it was mostly like abstracting out know the different parts of a problem and like what can I use to achieve that and then it would kind of you know it became a lot more organic and I was actually able to learn things a lot quicker yeah and then the learning curve you know it just shot up from there
0: you know thank you for being so honest about you actually going through a hardship and failing that first module because I can't tell you how many times I have a conversation with somebody and it's all sunshine and rainbows (laughs) and there's butterflies in the sky and no one really talks about like, man, this was tough. Like, It did not click for me and I really questioned whether or not I was doing the right thing. And I think if when you go through those moments, it makes you appreciate the end result that much more because you could succumb to that idea of, this is not for me i'm just going to go back to what i was doing before or i'm just going to drop this idea or i'm going to persevere through this i'm going to commit to this action that i said that i was going to commit to and i'm going to rock it out so you failed that first module what do you think outside of the mindset that you described of you know things not clicking but what do you think was one of the hardest things that what for you at least was to grasp like what was the difficulty you were facing besides just the thought process
1: i guess it was sort of developing like a programmatic approach to things um like you can memorize all the different like methods of ruby but like in order to actually you know be able to apply that you have to go through it and you have to build more stuff and i was very preoccupied with getting through the lessons like as quickly as I could because like everybody else was like moving quicker and I felt a little, you know, insecure about that. Uh, But ultimately it was like a disservice to myself um, because I wasn't really absorbing anything that I was working on. You know, I would read the explanations and then I would just, you know, move on to like the next one. Um, So the second time around, I basically just told myself, you know, I'm gonna take as much time as I need. I'm not gonna like rush through these. Um, and yeah, you know, I, I didn't get quite as many lessons done, but you know, I mean, I passed and it was a lot easier. Like I remember taking that, that code challenge the first time and I was like, oh my God, I don't know anything. And then the second time I was like, you know, I got this, it's nothing, yeah. not know, quite that easy, but the... yeah,
0: yeah, no, it's never that easy, but still. What's interesting about that is you kind of touch on one thing that I tell people all the time, especially learners, comprehension matters more than completion. And when you actually understand what you're doing as opposed to going through the motions, that's when you're making your most valuable skills evident to yourself and to what you're doing. So, if you're just rushing through to get something done, you're just gonna have to redo it again and again and again. I'd rather you go slower and actually understand what's going on and what's understanding, like understand what's going on in the background, as opposed to saying, I'm supposed to put a function here and it's supposed to do this and I don't know why. So, the fact that you figured that out f- relatively quickly, because I can tell you some junior developers don't really even understand that and they kind of find themselves in this like really stuck pattern. So, I mean, that's an amazing skill set to learn at such a early stage in your learning process. So, you know, kudos to you. But thanks. I would say now that you've made it through the program, what is your next steps? Like, what are you doing? By the way, congratulations on graduating. So what are Thank you yeah. doing now after that graduation? Like, what do you do? What's your next steps?
1: Oh, um, well, after that, I started to go through the interviewing process through Flatiron, and I was able to get a job uh, as a web developer for a real estate company. And I worked there for like two months, and then they brought me on full time as web developer and IT director. And I don't have an IT background, but it wasn't like too complex. It was just like two offices, um, and yeah, and I mean, you know, it's it's a good organization, uh, but I just feel like they didn't really have. A grasp on like the technological aspect of it and like the the demands of you know what they were asking us like they they didn't understand the scale of what they were asking us and like the time frame and stuff you know it was just me and one other developer and he was doing like pretty much all the back end stuff yeah i think after like six months uh they actually let me go and then i kind of re-entered i felt more confident like i was like okay you know i have experience like this next job will like come a lot easier. And it was really like sobering because, I mean, it took me like, you know, three and a half to four months to like find that second job. And it was basically, you know, I would go to meetups with like kids that um, I did the program with. Um, I would, you know, just apply online to everything. I tried to like reach out to recruiters and stuff. And then eventually, you know, the, the job that I have now, was just like a Glassdoor posting that I applied to for a React developer. And you know the rest is history.
0: You know, if anyone knows me and if they follow me, they know I'm a huge, huge advocate for meetups. I think meetups are phenomenal. Um, I run meetups. I run some of the you know, most active meetups in my town. I do talks at meetups all over the country, really all over the world. What about a meetup in your eyes in that situation was valuable, why were you going to it? What were you gaining out of it? And would you recommend others to go to a meetup as well?
1: Oh definitely. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, initially I was a little intimidated just because I felt like, you know, I was like sort of selling myself to people and I wasn't really sure what to expect. But like, you know, when you get there, at the end of the day everybody's trying to do the same thing that you're doing. So like it's not like it's almost like a little bit of an imposter syndrome that you feel like, oh, I shouldn't be like among these people. But, you know, ultimately if they didn't want to network and meet up with people, they wouldn't have gone to a meetup. So, um, I think the, the value comes from not just creating like connections, but also really, you know, it's really that like interpersonal communication that you develop with someone, you know, I feel like it, it's, it becomes a lot more organic and you start to learn more about like, you know, even like where they grew up or like, you know, pitfalls that they've experienced recently and stuff like that, rather than just like kind of the superficial, these are my skills. This is the job I'm looking for, you know? So I I feel like you get a lot more of the, the, you know, more personal details from somebody. And when you get the more personal details, it feels like a more legitimate connection as opposed to just like, here's my card. Call me if you need me, you know? I do like I, you know, I write posts on medium and I like, you know, answer questions and stuff on stack and stuff like that. Like I I still try to be a part of the community, you know? And I also try to work on like personal projects, like as much as I can, because, you know, as, as much as I like the work I'm doing, you know, at my job, I do want to make like, you know, my own little things like, you know, react chess or like a text editor, like stuff like that
0: really awesome that you're still staying connected to the community and helping out, which is what I feel like most people in tech do. That's actually the reason why I personally fell in love with tech was people like you that are active in helping others, that you're trying to give them resources or answer questions or help them level up as well. And you don't really find that in a lot of industries. I, like yeah. I, I, you know, I come from the gas station industry. It definitely doesn't happen there, and I don't know how it was on Quantico, but you know, I don't feel like everybody's going out of their way to raise everybody up up in certain um, entertainment environments. So I don't know how it was there, but I feel like the love and the appreciation and that community aspect in tech is unlike any other, at least that I've
1: yeah. seen. Oh, for sure, it's like that kind of open source spirit, you know, where it's like we're all trying to solve problems and. You know, someone else probably knows, like, the line of code you're missing or whatever. And it's, you know, I I really do like the, you know, the, the, the contribution that, like, people offer. Like, nobody's, like, trying to hoard the information for themselves. And I feel like that's really important, especially in terms of, like, just connectivity and, like, innovation. I feel like that's how we can get to solutions faster.
0: You've gone through this boot camp not once but twice and you have all this experience now. So surely when you go to work, you know all the answers to all the questions that you're presented with all the time, right?
1: Absolutely, no, I don't. Um, no, definitely not. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm definitely confident in like my abilities, but yeah, I mean everything, like every feature request, some of them are, are simpler than others, I think, at least for me, um, but I get plenty where like they ask for something that I haven't like worked with. Like recently I, I had to implement a feature that like downloaded a bunch of React components as like PNGs. And I never knew how to do that. And there's actually a library that like helps you do that. And that was like pretty challenging, but you know, I came out of it knowing something new and it was pretty cool.
0: I love that because at least for beginners, they all think I need to know everything in order to be somewhat of a decent developer. And I feel like that's the farthest thing from the truth. And so when you're presented with these opportunities or these questions or these challenges that you just don't have the answers to what is your process to try and find the solution for that like what are you doing
1: googling you know that's that's really like i feel like that's like the developers like first tool is like just get really good at googling stuff you know stack overflow is your friend and you know the errors that you encounter are ultimately your friends because you know it's very likely that or it's Probably pretty much guaranteed that someone else has also encountered that. So, you know, if you put that error in a Google search, you know, you might get a pretty quick result on like Stack Overflow or maybe like a medium post about it or something. So,
0: you know, what's funny about that is I tell, I, I used to beat myself up to memorize everything. I've felt like you need to know everything under the sun in order to be effective as a developer. And I remember it was, like, my first week in my job, my first job, and I I go to this developer. He's got, like, over 20 years of experience, like, the smartest dude I ever met, even to this day, like, just smart. And I go to him with this problem, and he's like, oh, I really don't know, and just starts Googling right in front of me. And and my mind blew, like, right in that moment. like, hold on. You don't have the answer? You've been here 20 years? (laughs) And that's when I was like, it's okay to Google. And then that's also kind of when it clicked for me, like, Stack Overflow wouldn't be as big and useful as it was if real developers weren't on here all the time asking their own questions, trying to find solutions as well. It would just be a resource for beginner-level questions as opposed to what you actually face in the field. So I'm glad that I'm not the only one that goes through that, but I know we all do. Yeah, definitely. So now you have all this experience. You're in a new job that you're thriving in. What is something that you feel that you know now that you didn't realize in the beginning that may have helped you on your journey more efficiently?
1: The importance of like being on a team and one that communicates effectively. Um, you know, cause initially I felt like I could, like at my first job, I felt like I could kind of do it all on my own and um, I was able to, not that I didn't talk to the other developer. He was a great guy. Um, but he worked a lot more on like back end stuff. And I worked more primarily on like front end stuff, you know, and I was able to kind of do it, you know, on my own, but it was pretty stressful at times. And then especially navigating, you know, new feature requests and stuff like that. And, and, you know, they they would add on like more stuff and the timeline would be fixed and stay the same, which was really stressful. And like, you know, I wish back then I knew uh, you know, a more effective way to kind of manage expectations better. Cause you know, it was my first job and I didn't want to say like no to anything. And so I, I really just kind of took on a lot more than I should have. Whereas now I feel like if I think something is gonna, you know, push us beyond like the sprint deadline or whatever, I'll, I'll make that known.
0: My rule has always been, we add padding to whatever we do just as that buffer. So, and I want to make sure we have enough time for testing everything and all that good stuff, but in the beginning, man, we were like, "Oh no, 2 weeks? Yeah, we can we can make a whole company in 2 weeks, just tell us whatever you want and we'll yeah. do it because I didn't want, you know, for us to be um I always believe in like if you can give them the best, they'll be happy. It's just not really true all the time because at least in development, no matter how good your product is, you're gonna have something to work on somewhere. So even if you knock out everything right now, you're gonna have a lot more stuff coming in behind it. So just go through it naturally. Don't kill yourself, and you'll come out with a much better product with way less bugs instead of trying to speed through it and create all these vulnerabilities and holes that you're gonna need to patch in later. But yeah, yeah absolutely I completely agree with you. Now that you know that, like. What, what is your plan for the next few years? Like, what are you aiming to actually achieve and do? Like, is your goal to stay exactly where you are right now? Or, or do you have ambitions maybe even outside of tech? Like, what, what is on your mind
1: for the next couple of years? I think for now, I'm, I'm like, comfortable in my job. Like, I still have a lot more to learn. And, um, you know, my manager is great. You know, I, I do sort of see him as somewhat of a mentor. Like, I have learned, like, a lot from him. But I do think, you know, at some point in the future, like I do wanna have like my own company and I wanna, you know, I, I want it to be like, you know, software as a service, cause I feel like it's not only lucrative, but I feel like it's something that can have like a very positive impact as well as, you know, make make money and, and stuff. And it's also just exciting. Like I like working on projects. I like building things and you know, when you solve a problem or like, you know, fulfill a need, it's it's rewarding in, in itself. So I don't know when exactly that's gonna happen. I think for now, you know, I'm still trying to like learn as much as I can. Um, and then also learn like, you know, take a couple like business classes and stuff like that potentially in the future. So yeah, long-term goals, I do wanna like have my own software company. Um, for now, I think I'm in a good spot where I can learn a lot um, as well as be, you know, utilized well. And I, I do think that there is room for me to grow. So I'm pretty, pretty excited about that.
0: If you had to go back in time and you were talking to Matt, who's near the beginning of their first time going through Flatiron, but they're going through some hardships, like what would you tell yourself then to make it so that you didn't fail out that first time? Like, what could Slow you
1: down. I would tell tell them to slow down. Like you don't have to rush through this. Nobody's going to like penalize you for not finishing all the lessons. Like, you know, just going through it as quickly as you can reading the explanation and moving on immediately is not going to solidify anything. So really try to conceptualize it and even kind of mess with the original scenario and add in your own variables or like, you know, your own unknowns and see if you can, Kind of push it you know further than what is provided
0: i i I agree with that on such a deep level and i tell people and and i even told myself when i was learning break it break it figure out how to break it once you break it now fix it like you're gonna learn so much through that process You don't need to be hand-holded the entire way because that real learning really happens when you're facing that error or when you're Googling these errors that pop up and now you're learning uh, in that process. So I love every single thing about adding variables and taking them out and figuring out what it does on a deeper level besides saying, how can I get to this end result the easiest and fastest way? Completely agree. If there's a junior developer that's listening right now and they're they're struggling to grasp these concepts, what would be something that you would advise them to do uh, to get at least slightly better um, in what they're doing right now?
1: You know, I mean, my first instinct is to tell them to keep building, but I'm assuming they're already building something if they're encountering uh, an issue that they can't surpass. Um, but I guess if they're really, if they keep hitting like that roadblock or whatever, it could be a matter of sort of rolling back a bit and, and and trying to like resolidify more of the basics like maybe the issue that you're encountering is a lot harder because you don't like fully understand you know the the functions or the methods that you're using or you don't fully understand like what's the most optimum method to use or the most optimal method to use so yeah sometimes you really do kind of bite off more than you can chew and if if you didn't take the time previously, like really take the time to like solidify, you know, the basics and stuff, you know, it, it could be more challenging in, in the end. And then, you know, you end up kind of running into this, the same wall over and over again. It's kind of, you know, the, the same concept as like, I would always encourage people to learn like vanilla JavaScript before learning like a framework, because if you don't know, you know, vanilla JavaScript, a lot of the stuff in React, you'll know like within the React like ecosystem kind of, but you know, you could encounter some error that you don't really understand because it's like a native like JavaScript thing as opposed to like a React thing. So yeah, if, if, if you're running into the same issue over and over again, it might be better to kind of backpedal a little bit and make sure you didn't miss any of the, you know, smaller bits uh, beforehand. I
0: tend to agree with you on the learning the JavaScript before React. This is a very highly, highly, highly debated subject on social media, I will tell you. Yeah. So I will say I've spoken with many people that learned React first, and they said that is how they understood JavaScript better. And if that works for you, fantastic, do it. But if it doesn't, try starting at the beginning and going further. I personally don't know how I could have learned Angular or React without knowing Vanilla JS first, but figure out what works for you and, and just go that path, you know, and I, at the end of the day, I think we all have the same intention and hope that you just become better at whatever it is that you're setting out to do. I just hope in some way or another that you do get some positive light in your situation and you can reach whatever that it is that you're trying to reach. But I do love that point and I do tend to agree. I don't think it's the easiest thing in the world to learn React without knowing Vanilla JS first. So, I always ask this question, if you were to go back in time from day one, before you picked up JavaScript, before anything, and you could either change what you were doing or go down the path of tech again, would you do it all again? Was it really worth it?
1: I definitely think it was. Um, Not just from like a, a financial position, but like, it's just a lot more rewarding. Like, I still you know, take pictures and like, I'll shoot video on occasion. I haven't really edited anything in a while, but you know, just because you're doing this, you know, it could take away energy from like other hobbies and stuff, but it doesn't totally isolate you. And, but for me, I I totally would do it again. I think not just uh, as a professional, but I think as a person, I've really become like, like a problem solver just in like everyday life. Like if something doesn't work, I don't like kind of put my hands up and, call tech support or or customer service or whatever i try to kind of you know figure it out on my own and then if i can't figure it out myself i like google a tutorial or like i google like a manual or something like that and i feel like it's kind of i've improved in terms of self-sufficiency um and i feel like that's just an invaluable skill to have so i would definitely do it all over again
0: yes you know you hit on something that i i i hate saying i say this all the time because i always say i say this all the time but this is something that is so important, and I, I've spoken at prisons and things like that for prisoners that are learning how to code, and you, I don't think people should just learn how to code with the goal of, I want to become a developer. That's great if that's your goal, but I think even if your goal is not tech, you should know the basics of learning how to code. Number one, obviously, it's the future. Tech is going to be running everything, but number two, you learn a very unique set of problem-solving skills that most industries just don't have. Even if you just learn how to code and you learn the problem-solving aspects, if you go into construction, before when I worked in construction, you got to tear a wall down. you just start hitting that wall with a sledgehammer. But now you may approach it as, well, what if I hit it in this corner? Maybe it'll come down faster or maybe this is load-bearing over here. And if I hit it at this angle, it'll come down easy. You learn to look at things in such a different way. I think that's so vital and I love that you said that. So I always ask this one question in particular. What was your mama, I made it moment. What was that moment where you were like, mama, I made it. I did it. It all came together for me. What was that moment for you, Matt?
1: Uh, I really think I really think it was when uh, the job that I'm at now brought me on full time. Because um, initially I started in November and they gave me like a three month contract. Then they extended that contract. And then in the middle of like the second one, you know, it was like a really casual email. They like, you know, set up a time on like, you know, Outlook and they were like converting Matthew Croke to full time. And I was like, I was like, wait, like, it was just very surprising. Like I, it was, it was like very casual, but at the same time I was like, oh my God, is this like real? And then, yeah, they, they like brought me on and I don't know. It just felt like, it just felt very legitimate, you know, not that my first job didn't, um, but this job, you know, I had worked at it for like, you know, four and a half, five months before they brought me on full-time. And I was able to see, you know, what it was like to work for like a robust, you know, marketing analytics company that, you know, sells software as a service. And I don't know, it just felt, it felt more like I had a job in tech as opposed to my first one, which felt like I was kind of a web developer trying to get as much done as possible. So definitely when I came on full-time, that was when I was like, you know, like I, I did this, you know, and I, st- I still feel imposter syndrome occasionally, like when I'm learning a new thing, but ultimately it's like, I can do this. I've been doing this and I love doing it. So. <laughs> Matthew
0: Croak, any last words or final remarks? Uh,
1: thank you so much for, for having me on. Um, it's been really cool talking to you because I see your content like every day and you know, I never really thought I would talk to you, but you know, here we are.
0: Here we are. That's the power of networking. You know, you send out a message, you see what happens. But Matthew Crook, developer, creative, and react professional. Thank you. I appreciated every moment of this conversation.